1: Hello and welcome to This Week Explained. I am Tiana.
0: And I'm carvin
1: And today we will be discussing the big geopolitical events of the week. But first, let's discuss how amazing our week has been.
0: Well, we did go see The Batman. That's probably the first movie we've seen in theaters in a couple weeks, maybe it's, a month. It's,
1: well, well we, no, we went to see Scream with the kids. Oh, that's kids right. Kids went to see Scream 5. I'm not getting into that. I'm not. If you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all.
0: Hey, I recommend The Batman if you have three hours. Yeah, Um, if you
1: have three hours.
0: And if you like a dark film. It was very, very dark visually, and the story was pretty dark.
1: I was just super pumped that Paul Dano... He's playing Riddler. He's so awesome. Like, he's awesome in everything that he's in. And if you don't agree, then we obviously can't be friends anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, I've I've also had a lot of media interaction this week.
1: A lot of media Uh, requests.
0: Hopping on a podcast right after we finish this recording. Uh, yeah. that's going to be awesome and I'll I'll put that out after the the podcast is finished. Yes,
1: absolutely. So that people can hear you have a conversation with people who don't necessarily have the same background as you. I mean it's one Correct. thing to have your wife sitting here like throwing questions at you but having a group of guys talk to you about it. It'll be Hopefully we
0: just cool. bro out, I guess, huh?
1: It'll be cool. Yeah, y'all can have a bro podcast and discuss the freaking horror going on in the world. Right well, now.
0: There we go. Is that the segue to that's to the what's segue. Up next?
1: Let's get to it. What what's on your radar?
0: Well, you know, we're gonna talk Russia Ukraine, obviously. Oh my god, um, what? Right. Uh so we'll also get into uh Poland and the US have argued over how to send jets to support Ukraine. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Then we'll go into the ban on Russian products, which continues. Um mm-hmm and we'll get out of Russia Ukraine for just a little bit because oh there is gosh. more going on in the world
1: yeah there are other so things
0: South Koreans went to the polls this week to to vote for a new president as so we'll get into that um China's starting their push to the western hemisphere so towards you know the us and that that area uh, the US intelligence community put out their worldwide threat assessment we're going to talk about how uh, that's changed from last year and um that came out in January so we'll discuss how uh, what's going on with Russia now affects he that He
1: tried to get me to read it and I was like that's not happening you read I, it. And I do the work you, for you guys. Yeah, yeah. you read it and then you explain it to me because I was like, that's not happening. I'm not reading that. <laughs> I wouldn't know what it was saying anyways.
0: <laughs> and then uh, to end out, as we always end our show. Uh,
1: history's mysteries and I'm super pumped.
0: <laughs> yep. This was a, a special request from a very beautiful person. And I titled this the, the Frequency Hopper. And you know who the beautiful person is. It's the... the most gorgeous woman in the world, Tiana. Oh
1: my god, that's too high of a pedestal. You gotta like pull me off of that, buddy. Like <laughs> that is too much to live up to. <laughs> Let's get to what's going on. So um, the war raging is raging in Ukraine. What are the updates going on there?
0: So. Ukrainian forces continue to hold Russian troops on Kiev's northwest outskirts, preventing them from closing in on the capital city. However, uh, Russian troops east of the city are closing in, and the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense has reported the presence of at least six Russian battalion tactical groups in the towns of Borvary and Borosvill. Uh, Russia continues to target Ukrainian infrastructure. Russian forces have uh, seized Zaporozhizhia, the largest nuclear power plant in Ukraine, which is in Inner Hodor on the southern bank of the Napier River.
1: Did you just say Hodor?
0: <laughs> I did. Inner Hodor.
1: Did you? St- I really hope you pronounce that correctly, and I'm fighting against yeah. <laughs> all the Game of Thrones references that are currently cycling through my head. I'm fighting against, like, just spitting them out as they're trying. Fit- as sorry, as Ukrainians
0: it? are trying to do in yeah. Kiev, which is hold the door, hold the line, oh, hold you the door. Did it! Yeah, spoiler you did if you it. haven't seen.
1: Oh yeah, well it's all right. No one will get <laughs> it. We didn't. We didn't say which character. You're not gonna get it unless you watch.
0: But Russian troops appear to be targeting uh, Ukrainian oil refineries and storage sites with precision strikes.
1: Well, what is the reasoning behind taking the nuclear power plant?
0: Well, that specific uh, nuclear power plant is the largest of Ukraine's four nuclear power plants, which together, all together, those four plants provide about half the country's electricity. So gaining control of the power plant is a strategic win for Russian forces as they can now control access to electricity. So this is going to come into play as civilians in Ukraine continue to protest the Russian invasion. And without power and access to the outside world, morale among Ukrainians could wane. I'm not saying it will, but it could. And Russian forces could more easily take over other strategic locations like Kyiv.
1: Well, how is that takeover of Kiev going?
0: Well, that's not good for the Russian forces. So the Russian... <gasps> ah, sorry. <laughs> so now the the Russian military has suffered uh, between 2,000 to 4,000 uh, killings or, or they've had that many people killed in the first 11 days of the invasion. And those numbers are far higher than the military anticipated because they did expect a quick decisive victory. Now, to put those numbers in perspective, the United States suffered just under 2,500 military casualties in the entire 20 years of the Afghan war.
1: That is incredible. It's stunning. Holy moly. When you compare those two conflicts, it's just... It's showing that really... Putin does not actually care about his citizens. It's just about that land grab kind of thing. Like, And we're not
0: breaking any news with that comment. Yeah,
1: I know. But he, oh, my gosh, just. And the thing is, is they don't have any access to accurate reporting. So they're thinking it's not as high as it is. They're thinking that Ukrainians are giving up their, um, you know, giving things up a lot easier there's no yes. pushback and it just hurts my heart like it it oh, just it, okay well it guts you, us you know. every day i know
0: we we sit and talk about it on a day-to-day basis and that's yeah. probably not good like for our mental else, health but
1: well everybody else is doing the same thing because this is this is really tough we just exited a conflict that yeah. was not like that conflict okay i'm not getting in that one Get, so, not going down that
0: so we'll we'll keep it going. That uh, sorry, sorry no. I
1: just went off on a tangent. And These, I was just
0: this is what I think everybody wants to hear is uh, a
1: mom whining about
0: no shit. Is, is how <laughs> how it is affecting you know everyone and and our hearts go out to you know everyone in Ukraine.
1: But honestly, it's not affecting us. we're able to go about our day to day lives. We literally left a brewery like 40 minutes before we started recording this podcast. And Wait. I can assure you, no one is just casually walking into a brewery right now in Ukraine.
0: That is exactly Or even Russia right,
1: right now. Russia is... Um,
0: Do they even have a brewery?
1: I, we didn't see one. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I, we, we weren't actively searching them out either. So. Right. Anyways, okay.
0: Now, Sorry. while Putin and his military leaders were assured a swift takeover in the capital city. Uh Here we are two weeks into the conflict and their military convoys are stalled and their pushes into the capital city have been completely and successfully thwarted.
1: Well, how long do you think the Ukrainian military will be able to hold the city?
0: Well, the soldiers and people of Ukraine have been an incredible force. They are outfinanced, outmanned, and outgunned, but they continue to be the better prepared force. Their resolve has been Mm awe-inspiring
1: now absolutely
0: i will say due to russia's confidence in a swift takeover putin did not direct the majority of russian forces into ukraine that option is still on the table as well as the option to just bomb the city into submission and i for one am hoping that that does not happen but with putin backed into a corner i worry that the next move will be devastating
1: Will NATO and the U.S. get involved before this disaster, though? Because they've been, well, they were asking for help. Now they're saying, I don't necessarily want to join NATO anymore because you guys have done nothing to help us right now.
0: Yeah, that the approval into NATO is, is a ways off for Ukraine. And, yeah. and the question you asked is a tough one to predict. As all Western countries are straddling the fence, trying to support Ukraine without causing World War III. Mm -hmm. Right now, the U.S. and Poland, they're arguing over who will give Ukraine the MiG-29 fighter jets. And the Polish government shocked U.S. officials on Tuesday by announcing it was ready to transfer its 28 MiGs to the U.S. And that they would be handed over by the United States to Ukrainian pilots fighting off the Russian invasion.
1: Can you explain why they would choose that option? That doesn't make any sense.
0: Yeah, so... It's interesting because Poland is just trying to protect themselves from being seen as an overt supporter of Ukraine military in this conflict.
1: We'll just let U.S. be
0: That's the overt that is supporter. The thinking. Okay. So Poland wants no part in the optics of being viewed as an active military participant because a, yeah. if Ukraine were to fall, Moldova would be next. And then once that strategic country is overtaken— Poland will be the next country caught in Putin's crosshairs.
1: Okay, that does make more sense. I get that now. That makes a lot of sense. Well, what did the U.S. say to this proposal besides being shocked about? Well, U.S.
0: Yeah, US <laughs> officials said the plan was not tenable and the logistics would make it almost impossible. So the aircraft would have to be outfitted for non-NATO pilots to fly. They would have to take off from a U.S. slash NATO base in Germany to fight in a war in Ukrainian airspace. So for the same reasons we discussed last week as to why a no-fly zone would be an act of war, the same could be viewed by Putin in this situation.
1: Okay, well, then it seems like only sanctions are on the table right now. Um, What are the updates on the ban of Russian products?
0: Well, the big product, obviously, is Russian oil. And that will hit communities in the U.S., U.K., and Western Europe mean the that hardest. That
1: will—it's hit us. It's in already hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's hit us in the face.
0: And unfortunately, it may do little damage to Russia, as China makes up over 32 percent of all Russian oil purchases, which accounts for more than 34 billion dollars. Uh, the other thing is Russian vodka is being banned in many countries, leading some Russian vodka companies like Stoliknaya to rebrand its merchandise in the hopes it can shake that anti-Russian sentiment from its product.
1: Do you have a list of businesses shutting down operations in Russia?
0: Uh, I sure do, and that list gets updated daily. Uh, But so far, the major players are Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Starbucks, McDonald's, and the list goes on and on, which I will put in the show notes for everyone to review what companies they choose to support during this war. Now, a new list from Yale University's Chief Executive Leadership Institute is tracking business responses, and it finds that more than 200 corporations have curtailed their operations in Russia, as well as some three dozen companies with significant exposure in the country
1: Do you want to call out a few of those companies who remain operating in Russia?
0: <laughs> Actually, yes, I do. And Let's there do are it. some pretty well-known brands like uh, Caterpillar, Logitech, the, uh, the hotels from Marriott and mm. Intercontinental.
1: Oh, my gosh. My childhood is just interwoven <sighs> with Intercontinental hotels. What the heck?
0: And, and they have 26 locations within Russia, oh my which gosh. have not shut down. Uh, and and also the American multinational conglomerate corporation 3M, which oh, produces gosh. N95 masks and various other healthcare supplies, uh, so those companies will not be able to stand on the sideline for long.
1: Those are some pretty big names in business, as the Tiger King would say, they may not financially <laughs> recover
0: from this. <laughs> That's Sorry. Very true.
1: they may I will not re- financially recover <laughs> from this. Should we now move outside of Ukraine and Russia and move into the Asian Pacific?
0: Yeah, so big week for South Korea as residents went to the polls to elect mm-hmm. a new president. Um, and as of this recording, the results are in and conservative Yoon suk Yeol has officially been declared the winner.
1: Who are the two candidates?
0: Well, tell me here if there's a glitch in the matrix or not. But the two candidates are a conservative political outsider who has a knack for making controversial statements on social media <laughs> and a liberal political elite that wants to increase social welfare programs. 2016 america anyone
1: <gasps> do not, not even just 2016 america let's get to 2000 do
0: you want to go 2020
1: <laughs> <laughs> america
0: but it's not just me making the trump comparisons uh as the korea herald ran this headline over the weekend is yoon Suk Yul the south korean trump
1: oh that's the trump one in south korea
0: That's what it looks like. The
1: South Korean Trump. Okay, well, I don't know enough about that person to make any sort of um, opinion about him. So congratulations on winning the presidency, I guess. Um, Is he a candidate? How is he similar to Donald Trump?
0: Well, you know, it's tough to say, as it seems to me, every right wing or conservative candidate in the world seems to be labeled the Trump of that country. But... The Korean Herald said both have made remarks that would be offensive to other countries, praised heavily controversial uh, political figures and gone after foreigners as well. Both are anti-China hardliners. Now, I believe the anti-China rhetoric, along with comments that he would take a harsher stance on North Korea, are the reasons behind his success as a presidential candidate watching what is going on in Ukraine right now is not good optics for the liberal candidate viewed as friendlier to Chinese and North Korean governments.
1: Okay, well, sorry. With that mention of China, do you want to discuss what they have been up to since the end of the Beijing Olympics?
0: Sure. Uh, But first, I will say uh, next week, we will have more in-depth coverage of the outcome of the South Korean presidential election and how that will affect relations in the region. With that said, now on to China. Uh, While most are focused on Ukraine, as we are here on the podcast, um, China continues to apply significant influence in the Western hemisphere. So as part of its Belt and Road Initiative, China is helping fund a $7.9 billion nuclear power plant in Argentina a $5.6 billion highway in Jamaica, a $5 billion energy refinery in Cuba, and a $6 billion uh, in projects near the Panama Canal. Also in Nicaragua, China is assisting with a housing program for 84 municipalities. And going back to Cuba, uh, Cuba started offering Chinese classes as a language course in secondary education. Now, China helped fund the construction of a new national library in El Salvador. In addition, they're financing tourist attractions and critical infrastructure projects in that same country. But what is, uh, what is important to note is that many South American countries that are building stronger partnerships with China have now changed their position on supporting Taiwan. Uh, in 2022, there will be even more investment from China in the Caribbean and Latin American nations.
1: Well, what are the implications of this investment by China into Latin American countries?
0: Well, the most dangerous is allowing China a launching pad for operations if World War III does, in fact, kick off soon. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, North North American populations felt safe from possible large-scale violent engagements during times of war. Flying planes into Pearl Harbor or the World Trade Center would be the least of our worries if China is afforded the opportunity to hold munitions in these nearby nations. Mm -hmm. And that's not to overshadow the UN comments from earlier. Uh, China can use money, power, and influence to have those nations reject any sanctions from the UN if China were to invade Taiwan. It is a very strategic plan that could fast-track China's decision to invade.
1: So do you think they are investing in these countries in an effort to kind of soften their stances, like those country stances towards them so that they will allow them to have strategic places in their yeah. countries no, to that attack is, other Western I- countries? I have no doubt like about attacking Western Western countries. Well, not necessarily about attacking Western countries, but to like put their ducks in a row in case yeah, it it's, does.
0: It's strategic locations, and when you're talking about war, it's all about what did uh, what did President George W. Bush say? Mm-hmm. It's all about strategy.
1: Strate- <laughs> so then, what is the greatest threat at this moment to free society?
0: Well, that's a uh, that's a great question and a segue into the u s. intelligence community's worldwide threat assessment that you didn't read, and I did.
1: <laughs> and I don't regret it.
0: I do. No that <laughs> so that assessment released last month and uh, completed in January before the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. So, there are some key takeaways I'd like to get into if you are not willing to read it, but are you willing to listen to me ramble?
1: I'm always willing to listen to you ramble, but I'll stop you if I think you've gone off the deep end.
0: Thank you. I do appreciate that. So the, uh, the worldwide threat assessment puts China as the greatest threat to the United States and its allies, while Russia stayed at number two.
1: Do you agree with that assessment?
0: Yeah, I I actually do believe that China holds more influence around the globe. I
1: think so, too. Honestly, I, I I don't even know why I asked that question. Like, I feel like China is definitely more of a danger.
0: That's probably because you heard our interview with uh, the great Mike Baker, who pretty much said the same thing.
1: Oh, yeah, that's why.
0: Did Did you listen to that?
1: Thank you, Mr. Baker, <laughs> for your insight. Your insight.
0: So, so yeah, you you're in-
1: on a spot like that. That's so your rude.
0: Insightfulness <laughs> for insightful inquiries.
1: Inquiries.
0: Now, China does hold more influence around the globe. Yeah, and uh, I believe had China invaded Taiwan before Putin made his move in Ukraine there would not be the amount of sanctions and backlash that Russia has seen. Yeah. Why? Because China is the second largest economy in the world, while Russia sits outside the top 10 at number 11. And as we know, money is power. So we've seen this lack of concern over Chinese humanitarian crises play out in the NBA and Hollywood. Those are two multi-billion dollar entities. And they do that because China invests hundreds of millions of dollars into those organizations so a sanction on china would hit those groups the hardest also let's not gloss over how inept the russian military has looked and the size and scope of chinese military to include a vast cyber warfare operation all that leads to my assessment that china is a more formidable opponent to western ideology
1: any other interesting bits of information
0: uh Yeah. Uh, so climate change and environmental degradation received a full section as opposed to the typical subsection within transnational issues.
1: Oh, so you're talking about that, that paper that just came out, the assessment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do they assess as the climate change threat?
0: Well, they assess that climate change will increasingly exacerbate risks to U.S. national security interests as the physical impacts increase and geopolitical tensions mount about how to respond to the challenge. Meanwhile, environmental degradation will increasingly intersect with and worsen climate change effects in many countries, particularly those low-income countries. Also, geopolitical tensions are likely to grow as countries argue about how to accelerate the reductions in greenhouse gas emissions necessary to meet the Paris Agreement goal of uh, limiting the rise in global temperature. Also added to the report this year was a subsection on innovative use of new technology.
1: What was the assessment there?
0: Well, the intelligence community maintains that one of the most significant ongoing trends in new military technology and weaponry Is the growing combination of higher speed, longer range, greater maneuverability and pinpoint accuracy, as well as the proliferation of commercial, quote unquote, drones that could be used by state actors for for surveillance or worse, loaded with munitions and used as a weapon.
1: Where do you think that threat will fall next year?
0: Well, much like climate change, I think next year it will get its own section. Uh, The use of hypersonic missiles and armed drones will be an increasing threat for many years until capable defenses can be instituted.
1: Okay, well, maybe next year we'll bring this audio back and see if that statement is accurate. So let's talk about history's mysteries.
0: Yes, let's do that. And as stated last week, we are highlighting the great women within the intelligence and technology communities. This week is a special request from my beautiful, gorgeous co-host, and we will discuss the creator of a technology that is crucial to intelligence operations to this day. That person is Hedwig Eva Maria Kistler, known most notably as, do you want to say it?
1: Hedy Lamarr!
0: Hedy Lamarr, yes. I
1: love her.
0: So she was born in 1914 in Vienna, Mm -hmm. Austria. She is known mostly for her work in film, and even has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. But and I that's... can assure
1: you, you've you've seen pictures of her. If you don't know who she is, you have seen her, pictures of her all over the place because she has really famous. Pick, I'm sorry. I just. I just. Yeah, I'm she, to, you. You I would. Just, you guys uh,
0: would know her. You just wiki it. You'll yeah, find Yeah, wiki
1: her. Or you'll recognize her.
0: Now, her. For me, her most important achievement is not. Her Hollywood Walk of Fame, or well, her acting—of
1: course, it's not for me either. That's Correct. why I, lo- I love how brilliant this woman is. She's okay. Shut up, yeah. Tana. She is. Finish your credited... paragraph. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> finish she what you is... got to say.
0: She's credited with uh, creating a frequency hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. So during World War II. Eddie Lamar learned that radio-controlled torpedoes, an emerging technology in naval warfare at the time, could easily be jammed and set off course. So she created this system. However, the technology was difficult to implement, and during World War II, the U.S. Navy was not receptive to considering inventions coming from outside the military, but... Uh, during the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962, U.S. Navy ships began to be outfitted with her technology.
1: I was about to say, it wasn't until the 60s, like, she created this stuff during World War II, you know, to combat yeah. what was going on during World War II, and they didn't want to accept her technology yet, but in the 60s is when the Navy finally implemented her signal-hopping they um, exactly. Various, how does the intelligence community still utilize this technology?
0: Well, it's not just the intelligence community, but the military as a whole utilizes yeah. frequency hop technology to mm-hmm. keep radio communications secure. Uh-huh and even in the civilian world, it's been employed in wireless technologies like cell phones
1: and Bluetooth
0: and Bluetooth, correct yeah bluetooth her
1: her yeah, her technology has been it helped form make Bluetooth wireless so we love her you guys should research her
0: and watch her watch her films she's an incredible actress as well she that has some, not be she should yeah,
1: sorry why, go ahead no i was just gonna say she has some um i um I, my brain shut down <laughs> controversial she has some con. well earlier in her um film career she had controversial films that's completely irrelevant i am going <laughs> no, it's, off
0: <laughs> it's very relevant but in uh, in 1997 the electronic frontier foundation honored her with a special pioneer oh, award and yes. she became the first woman to receive the invention conventions bulby Ness spirit of achievement award uh in the before last before you dec- finish that yes.
1: before you finish that i just want to say that invention convention is the name of <laughs>
0: That's the name I of t- our convention.
1: No, no. Whenever I was in school and I was in GT, my um, friend, my my teacher, she had something called the invention convention, and we had to come up with a new invention every year. Well, not every. It was like two years for us, anyways. But. Um, it was mortifying for me, and I'm not going to get into what my BS invention was. It was literally held to the last night before I had to go on stage and present it to the whole school. It was fine, but I Were did it. Were you
0: a, uh, a Bobby Nass <laughs> Spirit of Achievement award winner?
1: I can't say I had the intelligence enough to win that sort of award. Literally, I it, I w- I didn't even try, to be honest. <laughs> I just procrastinated, got super anxiety, threw something together, and then winged it the next day. <laughs> what a disappointment. I'm disappointing Hedy Lamar's legacy. <laughs> Women in science, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Here's a here's a lid to it. I can't believe it's not butter tub. I just glued a bunch of stuff. I, I don't even remember what... The whole point of what my invention was but it was terrible
0: and, and yet you won
1: no in I, my book you're i a won winner. nothing kate's was way cooler yeah. but the end all right sorry i didn't want to go off on that tangent either i'm just i'm just all over the place right now it,
0: no it's no no worries everybody loves a good tangent
1: mm-hmm.
0: now in the last decades of her life uh the telephone became her only means of communication with the outside world, and that's to include her children and close friends. She often talked up to six or seven hours a day on the phone, but she spent hardly any time with anyone in person until her death in Florida on January 19th in the year 2000.
1: Aw, that makes me sad. I wonder if it, if um some level of paranoia played into that.
0: Oh, it's got to be, right?
1: You know, because, you know, she started working her tail off and, you know, she had this technology and she knew how she knew how people like what signals to, people were looking out for.
0: Yeah. And, and in most situations, somebody of that advanced IQ yeah, usually is sort of what, reclusive. Yeah. A- and they don't want to go out because of what they what they know. You
1: know that all us dummies don't know
0: right <laughs> and and sometimes I, f- I feel like I don't wanna know
1: no I don't I'm fine being a I'm a happy dummy, and it's I'm fine with it,
0: yeah, like same it's fine. here
1: but anyways, thank you, Miss Lamar, for your contributions to technology. She's so
0: great technology
1: technology. <laughs> Is there anything else for the week?
0: Well, uh, after that, I think we are out of time.
1: Well, as always, if you like this show, please try to tell at least one person about us. We can be found wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, head over to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and give us a five-star review because those help us get noticed by thousands of podcast listeners globally. And as always, if you would like in-depth coverage of these stories and more, please subscribe to our community at com.
0: Tiana, I always say this, but I'm serious. Today, I'm serious.
1: Today. You weren't before, but now you
0: are. All uh, the other podcasts, Mm -hmm. I just Mm -hmm. say this just to say it. But today. Lip
1: lip service. Lip
0: service. Not Mm -hmm. today, though. No, Thank you so very much. Aw. And until next week, stay safe out there.